take a short break. So today we uh, we started to learn the portion of Ayichi, and um, it's interesting that in this case we find that uh, Yaakov needs a favor from his children because Yaakov did not want to be buried in Mitzrayim. So even though the Pasuk starts off, he lived there, he had the best years over there, the 17 years, and he had the yeshiva there, he had Yehuda, everything worked out, but still he did not want to be buried in Mitzrayim. So he needs a favor. So who does he turn to for the favor? Uh, he doesn't, he wants them that after he passes on, they should take him back to the Eretz Kenan, they should bury him in the Be'oris HaMachpelo, in the cave of the Machpelo, in Hebron, together with his ancestors, together where Leah is, he wants him to bury over there. So who does he ask? So he asks Yosef, because Yosef being the second in command in Egypt, he had the power, he had the capabilities of taking him and doing it for him. So he asks him, he asks him, Yosef says, I'll do it. Yaakov isn't happy just by saying it. He wants him to promise, swear to him. He swears to him. And as we see later on, he actually knew that Paro may have not allowed this, but because he swore to him, he had to allow this. Okay. So, but now, then the Pusik sort of interrupts the story, but before I'm going to tell you the interrupt the story, the conversation goes on with Yosef. Hashem says to Yosef, and the way Rashi explains it, Hashem, I mean, Yaakov says to Yosef, he says, I know that you have some hard feelings towards me. Because why? Because he says, because when your mother passed away, Rachel, when they passed away, and it was on the road. They were coming home from the house of love and they were coming back. And there was only a small place left to come to Beis Lachem. I didn't even bring it to the city. I buried it right where the Kei Rachel. So I know that you may be upset at me. You may have hard feelings. Here I am troubling you to go ahead and take me all the way to Eretz Canaan, land of Egypt. And I didn't do this for your mother and I didn't even take her over the streets. So how could I even have sort of uh, the chutzpah to ask you this? To ask it? But he says, I want you to know that this was the instructions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was Hashem wanted it. Because Rachel will be there as praying for her children. And she was helping her children. Her prayer helped at ease when the Vazardan, when he was exiling the Jewish people. They passed through there. Rachel comes up from her grave and she cries to Hashem and Hashem says that her crying actually helps them and so this seems to follow the immediate conversation of asking him to bury him in Canaan and then this conversation that goes on further but in the Pasik there's an interruption then between that the Pasik starts Yosef, Yaakov starts telling to Yosef that I want you to know that God has promised me that there will be more tribes coming from me. And he says to him, I want you to know that your sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, will be like Reuben, Shimon, and Yuli, which means that they also will be a tribe. So instead of having 12 tribes, 
Now there is 13 because the tribe of Yosef is split into two. Ephraim and Menashe. And he goes on explaining to him the whole thing. And then, only after that piece, uh, he comes back and he says to Yosef about the conversation about what happened with his mother, how come he didn't do it. And after we go through the conversation with Yosef, then the pussy goes back. Yosef says to his father, take my two sons and bless them. And Yosef had a problem, he didn't recognize them, and then Yosef, he blesses them. And then next to next tomorrow, Shani talks about how he switched his hands and that part of the story. So it almost seems like this thing of this story, I mean, the, it, it's sort of interrupted. Should have finished, it would seem, the story with Yaakov asking Yosef to bury him and then say about the fact, if you're upset with me, uh, I want you to know Hashem told me to do so. And then Yosef, Yaakov would tell Yosef, uh, that uh, you will um, uh, be your two sons, Ephraim and Menashe, that were born until I came here, will be like Reuven and Shimon. And then he'll ask him to bench them. And then, so why does it come in the middle over here? Now, Rashi introduces, right in the beginning, Rashi says, when Yaakov asked him, he said to him, Do for me a chesed ve'emes. Do with me a kindness and the truth. What does it mean, do with me a truth? What does it mean? Uh, how do you do with somebody a truth? You do with him a kindness. What does it mean? You do him a favor, you do a kindness. What does it mean you do with him a truth? So Rashi explains that it means a true kindness. Why is it something which is called a true kindness? A true kindness means because a person that sometimes does a kindness to another person, maybe he has in mind that I'm going to do him something good, maybe he'll pay me back. Maybe he'll do something back for me. So even though your kindness isn't sort of pure, you might have an ulterior, so maybe something mixed in. But when you do somebody with a deceased, you know, the Hebra Kadisha is called the, also the Chesed uh, Shalemis. That's what they do because they occupy themselves with the uh, burial of the uh, people that they can't expect anything in return. The people are gone. They're not in this world anymore. I don't know, maybe they expect their families, but, <laughs> but the people themselves, you know, they can't do anything anymore. So therefore, that's called a real truth. So it's not a kindness and a truth, but a true kindness, which means that what you're going to do is going to be really genuine. It's going to be no, nothing else mixed in there. But uh, still, uh, it seems like, I mean, that's just uh, comes to mind. It seems like that Yaakov was asking a lot from Yosef, and even though Yosef was the second in the vice in command, but it seemed like that that would require a very special request on his behalf from the king, and it almost seems like, you know, the reason Yaakov didn't want, Yaakov had his reasons why he didn't want to be buried over there, but they were all seemingly personal reasons for Yaakov's own benefit, for his own sort of selfish reasons, so to speak. He didn't want to be uh, he didn't want to be there, he didn't want to have the Tzarmechilas, he didn't want them to make him t- into a deity. Various reasons Rashi brings down. But there seems no reason. So, it almost looks like that notwithstanding the fact that you do a kindness with the, with the, uh, the people, person that dies, is considered a chesed lemis. it almost seems like that Yaakov wanted to right away tell Yosef, I'm doing something for you as well. It seems like right after he's telling him, do with me a kindness and a truth, He's actually telling him, you know what, I have reserved this special privilege that Hashem has told me, I'm giving it to your children. So your two children, Ephraim and Manasseh, are going to be like the tribes. 
So right away, before even going on the conversation, mm-hmm. he's saying to you, I'm paying you. That's still considered a chesed shalemis. Because the bottom line is, after the person passes on, you can't, he can't pay you back. It's still called a chesed shalemis. But yet it seems like he wanted immediately, in the pshat, he wanted immediately say, I'm doing something for you. Because he was asking him, he was putting out Yosef out of his way. But he immediately wanted to tell him uh, that you should know that I am going to, I'm paying you back with something very, very profound. And Rashi brings out that even though there was no extra uh, land of Israel given, divided, because it was given to the number of people, but the Dudgolim and the Nasi, there was extra importance in the fact that they were into two tribes. But I think, so what do we see the importance over here to us? It seems that if you ask somebody to do something for you, you have to have the, you see from Yaakov, even though it was his son, and, you know, sometimes parents expect that their sons, their children, will just, you know, naturally pay back. As we know that the, um, the mitzvah of Kibbut Aveim is listed together with those logical mitzvahs because it's almost like a logical conclusion that there should be Kibbut Aveim because they took care of you, you should automatically be grateful to them doesn't actually work so naturally, unfortunately, but th- that's, the, that's the way, the right way of thinking. And yet, notwithstanding all this, Yaakov, as soon as he asks Yosef to do something for him, immediately says to him, you know what, you did something for me, I'm going to do something for you. And he tells him right away, and he doesn't take away from the chesed shalemis. He says, I'm asking you a favor, I'm giving you something in return for it. And that was uh, a message, a lesson uh, I think, and that's how we can sort of understand how that piece comes in right after asking him. He says, am I going to do this? And then later on, he goes on back to the conversation, what they were doing. But in either event, uh, we know that Yosef, on the turn, as we learned at the end of the Parsha, was actually buried in Egypt, because that's the chilek, as Hasidus talks about Yaakov and Yosef, that Yaakov was in a different level. So he couldn't be with the, with the people in Egypt over there. He lived there, but he was... He lived there, he was there, but he was not really there. Burying there means getting a, a real place there. As opposed to Yosef. Yosef's madrege was to be, his level was to be in Egypt. I mean, eventually they took him out also, as we know that later on, Moshe Rabbeinu took up his bones, but for the time, for the interim, Yaakov didn't want even in, ter- in, in the interim, in the middle, to stay there for the, for the short term. He wanted to be taken out right away. Not to go even go there, as opposed to Yosef. And that's the different levels. And the, I mean, those who want to interpret this, different in Yonim, we know that you know, the Rebbe is with us, and Allah Zachem, the Holy Tzion, and everything else is, in, is within us, because the Rebbe is with us, waiting for us to, for Mashiach to come, take us out from the Golos, and we'll all go together with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, the Meher of Yomenu. No? Marv.